um, meeting or consultation for free, for example. But initially, if you're going to continue seeing them, it would, of course, um, you know, take uh, you would have to pay for it, right? Um, what's your opinion around that in terms of not just how much, but what's your guidance around that in terms of the paying for a financial advisor and the expected cost potentially? Yeah, so this is the thing about financial advisory. Well, let's talk about money first because that's actually what's important. Mm. Um, the thing about money is it's a tool and it's a store of value. And essentially, whenever you are spending money, you're just using it to, as a medium of exchange. So you're exchanging something that is of value for another thing that's of value. And so the most important thing when you're spending money is that that thing that you're spending on, is it valuable, you know, and how much do you value it? Um, and that's why I say, you know, again, going back to what I was saying, if you have the foundational knowledge already um, and you're spending um, what you might think might be a, a lot of money on a financial advisor, you, you wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt you too much because you know that you're gaining real value for the money that you're spending. Financial advisors, you know, they can charge you anywhere between uh, £30 to around £250 per hour, you know, depending on their knowledge, depending on their um, experience, depending on what you're looking for as well. So, it, again, it really does come down to how you're able to assess whether, um, you know, what you're looking for requires you to pay a premium or to be paying a much lower price. Now, I, on a, on a personal level, Peter, I think um, there's been a nice um, influx of financial coaches, um, people that, prov that provide financial guidance, investment guidance, like ourselves, like myself. Um, yeah. I do so as well through Jack's Financial, where we don't charge let's say 250 pounds per hour, we're not going to charge that. Um, and so if you, if you want that guidance and you can find someone who is potentially even unique, like myself, I'm kind of plugging myself here, <laughs> you know, where we do have to, where we do have the, <laughs> we kind of have the professional background, but we're not doing it as a regulated service. We're just kind of providing education, using some of the knowledge that we have from the professional background as well. Then I think you're actually winning by using those kind of people. Um, but there are amazing financial coaches that I've personally come across who may come, again, come from, let's say, um, just a normal background, but they're using their experiences to also guide people and say hey look i've you know this is how i got out of there or this is how i bought my first home um and you know i still i would still personally recommend that those people potentially get some sort of professional qualification under their belt because mm. there's just a few things that they may uh, miss out um and i know this because i've actually done sessions with some coaches myself mm. um, where i've actually had to teach them specific things about investing but yeah wow. and it's, it's yeah. about just understanding the fees yeah, and, and just on that as well, in terms of those qualifications, how does one actually become a financial advisor? Is it something where you need, well, particularly here in the UK, but is it something where you need to, you know, get a, a university degree for, or can you just sort of get additional professional qualifications? Yeah, so um, usually having a degree helps, but that's not absolutely necessary. Mm. Um, there are different uh, bodies that you can use. So um, some of the most popular and to be fair, again, it really depends on what type of financial advisor you want to be as well. If you want to be kind of like an independent financial advisor, I think the most common one would be um, a qualification called DIPFA, D-I-P-F-A, the Diploma for Financial Advisors. It's a qualification, I think it takes, um, I think it takes nine months to complete. There's two units. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not a, a crazy long qualification to, mm. to um, undertake. 
But if you take it, you can, once you qualify, you qualify. You need a level four qualification. And there are, again, there are different types of level four qualifications as well. Um, another one is, for example, and this is a different body called CISI. Mm. Um, they have, for example, if you want to focus on investment advisory, they've got a qualification called the IAD, which is the Investment Advisory Diploma. Again, a level four qualification that once you qualify, you can start um, you know, giving, giving financial advice. If you want to focus purely on insurance, again, there are um, qualifications provided by the CII. <laughs> so many I's. <laughs> they they, they um, will provide you with qualifications to, um, to, to become someone who specializes much more on, on insurance. But yeah, you can look at all these different bodies. Um, if you're someone who's more into investment management like myself, there's an IMC, Investment Management Certificate. I would say that specializes again much more on investment so if you want to be a financial advisor that's a bit more you know um holistic i personally think probably um the the diploma in financial advisor is probably the one to go for or if you want to focus much more on financial planning um head over to your cisi and look at the options they have available there's a chartered financial planner you could do wealth management and that kind of stuff Oh, man, it's crazy, man. Thank you very much. That's really exciting. Thanks for that, Jackson. I think um, what I'm hearing essentially from you is that financial advisors play a key role in anyone's financial journey. And it's important to incorporate uh, them in your journey. Um, and my final question um, is going to be around, you know, when exactly should one try and do just that? When should I, as an individual, go to a financial advisor. At what point in my journey? If you remember, I think episode 23, getting your finances in order for 2021, we literally walked through the steps of um, essentially achieving financial freedom, so to speak. So from clearing your debt to building up emergency funds, to building up savings, thinking about investing, property, business, all of that stuff. At what point in one's journey should someone go? But before I get your thoughts on that, Jax, as you know, every episode we give a shout out to places and cities in the world where we get new listeners in and for the very first time Jax it's just the one person but we've actually got a new listener in the past seven days and this person is based in Athens Greece oh let's give a shout out to whoever you are (laughs) (laughs) it's one person but we're gonna give you a shout out but we appreciate you very much I love it I love it um I am a huge fan of um Greek and mythology mm. so um it's one of my kind of um things that I, I do my spare time for as a hobby I, I love the whole ideology of Zeus and you know it's, it's all fun because I grew up watching that stuff yeah um and so I, I I love um the whole story of the of the Spartans and how they linked up with the Athens and and the movie 300 so yeah um big up the new listener it's, it's a pleasure Absolutely, and a big shout. You know who you are. Last seven days in July 2021. If you do listen to this again, do give us a shout on him. Hit us on Instagram, Woke Finance Team. We do appreciate you, and we appreciate all of our other listeners as well. So thank you very much for uh, that, um, our individual in Greece. So, Jack, so I'm going to go back to the uh, question. Um, that the final question on my side really is, when does one actually make the decision or sh- to actually see a a financial advisor? At what point in their journey? I mean, someone with 5,000 debt, no pounds debt, no savings or anything, is that an ideal time? Share your thoughts, bro. 
Yeah, so Peter, the, the, the way I see it, I think everyone should have a team around them from the from as early as possible. Um, as soon as you become an adult. <laughs> so let's say from 18 plus, you know, you should be trying to build a team um, of, of, of different people that will help you on your on your life journey. Um, and I think people in finance come to that. So before I get into the very um, specifics, I think it's important for people to get a financial mentor or financial coach as mm. soon as possible. One, um, you know, if you are really young, there are institutions out there that will help you. For example, World Finance, we are actually built um, our, our, our social enterprise on, you know, educating and mentoring the youth and, and guiding them. Um, and if you are someone who is a young professional who's just graduated and you're working, I think it's time for you to at least get a financial coach, a financial mentor to begin their journey. Because that's those are the people that will even tell you whether you specifically need someone um, who is a regulated financial advisor that will help you with specific products, for, you know. Um, if you are someone who needs, obviously, a mortgage, then yes, you need to speak to a, for example, an independent mortgage broker who is also seen as a financial advisor. If you need protection, you need to speak to a financial advisor. So, you know, at any stage in your life, you can need a financial advisor, a regulated financial advisor. But in my very humble opinion, the earlier you can get at least a financial mentor, that's that's the best thing you can do, I think. No, I, I love that and I really appreciate that. Before you get into that proper specifics, that 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 point on, you know, uh, you needed a team is so important for a pretty much a young young gauge group, and that does link into why we do what we do here at World Finance. So if any of you listening do you do you actually agree with that, and you have access to young people, pools of young people, whether it's schools or other youth establishments, if you're based here in the UK, you can just literally drop us an email, um, which is info at wokefinance.co.uk. Or hit us up on Instagram, Woke Finance Team. Um, and yeah, man, we can have a discussion about how we can provide some of our services to your groups of young people. Physically, we go about across London and uh, neighboring um, cities. But given the new world we're in, we've been fortunate enough to deliver work online throughout the UK. So do reach out to us, man. Let's, let's um, help everyone get on this journey and break some of those cycles that we've been born into. Um, so yeah, man, uh, really appreciate it, Jax. What's your final point in terms of, I guess, the specifics about when someone should go to a financial advisor particularly? Yeah, so I, I want to reiterate um, that you should definitely get a financial mentor. Um, and a financial mentor can also be a financial advisor, by the way, by trade. Mm. Um, so one thing I do like that I'm seeing is a lot of the financial advisors have understood that financial education is just as important, actually, well, I would say even more important than actually being a regular financial advisor and actually just telling people what to buy. And so I think the earlier anybody can get a financial mentor and, and establish that relationship, the better. Um, a lot of people don't do so um, initially. I think over time it's changing, but I'm gonna just tell you why it's important. I know many people, for example, that go to the gym um, and they've been working in the gym for a very long time. And they've never used, let's say, a personal trainer because mm. they think they can do it themselves. And, you know, and I understand that most people would say so. But um, in my experience, there are people that are in the gym. They've been in the gym for 20, 30 years and they've been doing it the wrong way. Mm. <laughs> you know, they've been lifting weights the wrong way. They've been um, causing themselves injuries time and time and time again because they never spent the money 
um, I never really understood the value of getting a professional who has studied the qualifications and had experience, has the experience of understanding how, you know, to actually use the weights or use the um, equipment in the gym, for example. So you don't, you know, when you're choosing, for example, you have a personal trainer, you don't need to have a personal trainer for forever, mm. but at least to build that foundation, um, is, is, I think is essential. I think it's essential. And, and, and the goals for financial um, guidance, mentorship, um, um, advisory as well, you know, you, you don't want to make the mistakes first before mm-hmm. then you go to the financial advisor, which is um, what I've seen as well. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of portfolio reviews and I was, I was speaking to you about, about it, Peter, yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, that um, a lot of people try and jump on a journey themselves um, and later on realize that they've made a whole bunch of mistakes from not being able to understand the tax implications of their portfolios and that kind of stuff. But if you had, um, again, a financial mentor, coach, whatever you want to call it, they'll be able to tell you that, hey, if you want to start your portfolio, you should be considering. They only tell you exactly what portfolio or what platforms to use, but I would say, hey, have you considered the stocks and shares ISA? Have you considered the lifetime ISA? Do you have a pension for your um, for your business because you're self-employed? You know, these kind of things, a financial coach will definitely help you uncover. So I think I would definitely, definitely encourage people. Everybody should have um, at least a financial mentor. They don't have to be a financial advisor, but they have to be someone who has experience and knowledge in the financial sector as part of your team. No, man, I'm fully feeling that. Um, f- uh, the gym example, just perfect example. I feel like you're trying to indirect me there because I've been going gym for 15 years and I'm still not hench. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But the, the, the point on the actual seeing the then key pits about people going to gym for many years and when they when they actually end up seeing a um pt a personal trainer after about 10 years that personal trainer is like yo what are you doing man this continue doing it this way you're gonna mess up your back long term yeah and then that pt retrains them um to prevent those long-term damages but i guess similar what you're saying around a financial coach advisor etc and getting there early can help prevent some of those uh, mistakes and one of the things I'll even touch on, because I know we touched on this on the episode where we spoke about common mistakes that investors make. Jax, we've been living what we call cuckoo land, in cuckoo land for the past couple of years, where everything is all rosy and daisy. You can put your money into a company and it will go up. Yeah, whip did doo do all of that stuff. Um, but I've spoken to some people that are doing that, and they have no idea if you put in a certain amount of money into... Um, you know, a, a non-protected um, trading account, um, they can be tax implications. Oh, yeah. They count the, 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 the money of the actual investment account. And so many people are not even aware of that. So, and it's, it's a lot of new, newish investors. And, and you, as we said on Common com Mistakes episode, people are going to make mistakes. That's just the nature of life. But it's so important we try and get there early. So, yeah, do you have anything to speak to that, particularly with, the cuckoo land world we're living in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that phrase, cuckoo land. But my, my, my phrase is the whoop did it do. Funny enough, that is probably the most common thing that is probably going on right now. Mm. There's been a huge inflow of people um, that are becoming retail investors that you know, have just gone on to any platform or a platform that their friend has recommended. Their friend says, hey, if you join this platform, we both get free shares. So they both join in and they open up a standard investment account with no real knowledge of understanding 
um, tax-efficient accounts such as the stocks and shares ISA. And then what they do is they just start investing um, and doing different things. They don't know that there are tax implications. There's capital gains tax to pay if you make over a certain amount in capital appreciation within the year. There's also a dividend um, tax to pay if you are someone who has already exhausted, again, the dividend allowance. Again, this is why it's important to speak to financial coaches um, or even financial advisors who are knowledgeable about these things to, to let you know that, hey, you need to consider these type of accounts. And again, in my experience, I've had to go and counsel people. I call it financial counseling <laughs> to say, hey, you, you may want to um, sell out of your assets in your, or if you want to do this for long term, you may want to sell out of your assets in your general investment account um, and, and rebuy them in your stocks and shares, um, ISA, for example. So yeah, it's, it's very common. When, when we talk about Cuckoo Land, if, if you're someone who um, joined the uh, world of investing, as most people did, um, around spring of 2020, when we were all locked down, um, those were very, very <laughs> strange times to join the market. You would have timed it perfectly, I would say, without even knowing. Um, and unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, the stock market rebounded very, very quickly. And so the people that came in at that time, the stock prices would have gone up. You could have bought almost anything at that time and you would have done well. That unfortunately creates a false sense of entitlement <laughs> for people thinking, that, hey, this is how the stock market works. Oh my gosh, this is such easy money because the stock market only goes up. Unfortunately, those of us have been doing it for many years, like myself and Peter, we know that's not the case. <laughs> we know that at any moment, um, you know, things can go the opposite way. And actually in recent times it has. So mm -hmm. from the beginning of, um, let's uh, probably early 2021 to mid 2021, those people that invested in high valued stocks or a lot of these speculative names, they've, they've been hit hard because mm -hmm. of the risk of inflation. Um, actually, well, it's actually interest rate risk, which comes from the risk of inflation. Um, and, and those people have been struggling because now reality has hit them. They've realized that, hey, uh-oh, the stock market doesn't just go up and we actually need to care about what we're actually investing in. We need to actually understand that there is risk to any investment. And so it is, it's my job um, to always um, educate and, and, and remind people that, hey, don't come into this game with a gambling mentality. Uh, be careful of the habits, especially the gambling habits mm -hmm. that you are picking up from um, in so-called investing in the stock market um, and make sure that, you know, you're coming into this game with a long-term approach, understanding that, hey, you should have an objective for every investment you make. You should understand the risks associated with every investment you make. And you should have your time horizon in your mind. How long do you want to keep your money invested? Which I think should be a standard of five years minimum. And if you're going to go even lower, I'll say an absolute minimum, minimum in my opinion anyway, is three years but we always invest for the next 5, 10, 15, 20, infinity years. Brilliant, man. Really appreciate that, man. And just on the point on inflation, we've just recently released episodes uh, 44 and 45, the true meaning of inflation and how that affects you as an everyday investor or someone that just um, is on a journey of personal finance, whether that's savings, and also as a business owner as well. So do make sure you check out that very important quite timely episode with everything that's going on in the economy right now and um, Jax any final uh, comments from your side 
Yeah, I mean, I'll just encourage everybody, um, as I've said it many times on this episode, I will co- encourage everybody to, um, first and foremost, start learning about, well, if you're listening to work finance already, I think you're already in the right place, um, or you've already got at least the initial stages right, you know, you're thinking about educating yourself much more when it comes to the world of personal finance. Um, I would encourage you to take the step forward um, to get yourself a financial mentor who can you know, put everything together because the thing about, you know, learning personal finances, sometimes things seem so scattered around the place. Um, so, you know, having a financial mentor can help you digest things and structure things in a better way. Um, I don't know if I want to plug myself again. I do that. I can help you with that if you're interested. You know, that's through Jack's Financial. If you have someone who's young between the ages of 16 to 21, hit us up on Walt Finance. That's info at waltfinance.co.uk. So you have no, you have no um, excuse. It doesn't matter what age you are, but you have um, options available. And I will just really encourage people to get, to get started. You'd be so surprised. One thing I get from a lot of people is you don't know what you don't know until you know. Mm. <laughs> so definitely get involved and you'll be shocked some of the things that you could take advantage of and some of the things that you can benefit from. Brilliant, bro. And on that note, a reminder to all of our listeners, this is not Friday Night Show advice, but it is guidance and education as well. So uh, just a note on that. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Jax, man. Always a pleasure um, to touch uh, touch base and break bread on discussions like this and hopefully our listeners found this useful man and I know we always say this but sometimes you just need to be reminded but if you feel this is was valuable to you and it could be valuable to someone else please do share it with someone you can support us by like and subscribe and commenting on any platforms you are listening to this to and a reminder that our 50th episode is coming soon and we've got some good news that we're going to be sharing with you so make sure you stay tuned for that Jack's love Love my bro, listeners, love, love, love. I remember all. Stay Stay woke. woke.